don't know me, my name is Israel Rios. I'm an elder here at Living Hope. Uh, my wife, Christina, and my daughter, Alina, and then Jasmine Reynolds. <laughs> uh, this morning, I'm going to be talking to you from the book of Colossians. Um, I, I, I like this, this, this letter that Paul wrote to the people of Colossians. At the time when he, he wrote this letter to them, uh, he had a word from um, Epaphras, and excuse my pronunciation on some of these words, because uh, I'm still trying to figure out how to say them. <laughs> uh, so he had a word from him that he was stressed because the church of Colossae, they, they had so many people in that town that there were several religions and beliefs, and they all got mixed up in the church, and they were trying to impose all these laws about eating and drinking and festivities. So Paul wrote a letter to them to remind them of who they are in Christ. So let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we, we thank you for this time, Father. We thank you for, for your goodness, Lord. We ask that you uh, open our hearts and our minds this morning, Father, that we will be renewed by your word, Lord Jesus. That as we uh, leave here today, we'll leave with our hearts transformed towards you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. So Epaphras, Epaphras was a native of Colossae. He, he was from there, but when he was in... Ephesus, he met Paul. Paul was teaching and he was preaching there, so that's where he met him. And then later, um, later he was converted. And then from there, he went back home to Colossae and planted a church. That's how the church came there. At the time that Paul wrote this letter, um, he was awaiting trial in Rome. He was chained up to a Roman guard. If you can believe that. Now, imagine that, being chained up to Paul. <laughs> right? <laughs> it, you know, constantly being filled with prayer and worship to God. I don't know who was, in, in more, who was, who was being prisoned there, but it is known that many guards and many uh, house members, they were saved through uh, Paul's ministry while he was in prison. That's awesome. It, it reminds me of, of our team in, in, in Africa, you know. Even through those times, God still uses people. God works in mysterious ways, for sure. Um, the, the town of Colossae had a mix of people of different religions. Colossae was located in the western part of Turkey, in a town that was uh, close to Heraclius, in Laodicea, but Colossae was not a very big town, so basically Kernersville and Winston and Greensboro. But it was known for um, it was known for a pop, for a hot springs that he had there. Hot springs were beautiful. Uh, the cliffs were white. It, it, it was salty springs, so many people liked that area. But also, it was a uh, valley, and it was a major tra trade route. So people used that route to, to, um, to come back and forward. So many people like that area because of that. They can make money 
So many people settled there. And from those people, there were Jews, Greeks, Romans, um, and of course, the Colossal people. Um, let's start with Colossians 1, 3 through 5. So at the time they, they were stressed, this is what Paul um, said to them. He said, We always thank God, the Father, our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you, since we heard of your faith in Christ, in Christ Jesus and of the love that you have for all the saints because of the hope laid out for you in heaven. Of these you have heard before in the word of the truth of gospel. Paul emphasized that they're not alone in their faith. That since they heard of their faith in Christ, they have been praying for them. As brothers and sisters, that's what we should do. We should pray for one another. Reach out to one another. Lift them up in spirit and remind them of who God says we are. Not what the enemy says <laughs> that we are. We know that those are cheap lies. Remind them of the treasures that are waiting for them in heaven. Um, in this verse, there were three words that stand out that Paul used to emphasize a lot. And that was faith, love, and hope. Those are, those are Christian verses that we have. Or, or as Paul says in Romans 5, 1, 5. Therefore, since we have been justified, justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him, we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand. And we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Not only, not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. You see, Paul knew how hard it was to stay strong in your faith. I mean, he was chained to a guard, and yet he was encouraging them to stay strong because the reward is much, much bigger. In today's world, there's a lot of distractions that keeps us away from God. There's a lot of pressure to believe in things that are not okay with the Bible. There are even false teachers who cheapen up the gospel. The world is a sinful world. But yet, we have faith that God's will will be done. We should love our neighbor as God loves us, and our hope is in God. We need to remain centering Christ, always looking at him, growing in his word in order to be able to discern what is from God and what is not. 
<clears throat> I have prayed of whether to talk about this or not, um, but I feel like it's, it's, it's fitting. As many as you know, um, the abortion law has changed in this country, and that has, um, there's an uproar in our society today. There are companies that are willing to pay their employees for their trouble to go to the state that will allow abortion. That's how crazy the world is. It is clear that our faith and our beliefs will be, pressure, will be pressured to make a stand on what we believe. But even now, like in the time of Paul, God's still the same. He has not changed. And he will not forsake you. He will not. Let's look at Colossians 1, 9, 13. And so he says, And so from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. As these times get crazy, we need to do that. We need to pray for his will and his understanding on how to navigate through all this. We need him. We need his spiritual wisdom. We can't do it in our own strength. We can't do it in our own understanding. So as to walk in a manner, manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with the all-power according to his glory might, for all endurance and patience, with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share the inheritance of the saints in light. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Paul says, we have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. He was praying for them, for God to reveal himself to them so they will be able to understand. As to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. It is a it is a privilege and an honor to God, to us, to walk with Christ. God chose us. So walk in a manner that is worthy to, to the Lord, in a way that he will be pleased. Well, what does that look like, right? Well, in Romans 12, 1, 2, it says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice. Walking with Christ, 
It is not easy when God says, come to me, and then all your troubles will go away. From now on, <laughs> it's a free ride, and you can have everything you want. Man, Paul was in prison at this time. So it's not easy. So you are a living sacrifice. When you stand for what you believe, when you stand for Christ, when you stand for your faith, you're a living sacrifice. People will mock you. People will look at you funny. And that's okay. You are in Christ. The reward is bigger. The treasures in heaven is bigger. We're in this world just for a very, very short amount of time if you compare it to eternity. Keep your eyes on Christ. Be holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. God wants us to worship him. He gets delighted when we worship him. It doesn't matter if you don't know how to sing. <laughs> God knows your heart. He knows your intent. He knows you. He created us. I mean, he knows every vein in your body, every cell, the way your body functions. He's delighted when your heart is worshiped him, declaring your love to him out loud. So sing him, praise him, worship him. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Just because the world is, it has so many influence on us, that it will be easy just to go with the flow. It will be easy just to do what everybody else is doing. Do not be conformed but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. That by, tasting, by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. So Paul continues to say, being strength but all power according to his glorious might, for all endurance and patience with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share the inheritance of the saints in light. We need, we need the mighty power and we need the Holy Spirit to help us every day. <laughs> every day we've got to renew our hearts and we've got to give ourselves. We've got we to gotta ask the Holy Spirit to check our hearts if there is anything that is separating us from God, to put light into that. So that we may have mighty power to endure in our faith and be able to have joy and patience in time of trouble and giving thanks to the Father for equipping us to share the light to the saints. See, when the world is falling apart, when everything else is going in chaos, 
we have a we have a different father. We have a different house. We have a different world that we're going to. A kingdom that is not going to go away. Even if this world goes away. Even if this world is falling into chaos. God is our promise. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. He reminds them of what God did for Israel when he brought them out of Egypt. And that they're part of the new kingdom, their new, the Jesus Christ kingdom, God's beloved son who came to this world to wash away our sins. At the time, the people of Colossae the problem was that they started to lose the imminence of God. We as Christians believe that God is both transcendent and imminent, meaning that he's both far above reach, but also near to us. And the people of Colossae think God as a, as a God who was a distant God, beyond reach. So then they began to fill these gaps with all these false beliefs. Let's read Colossians 1, 16, 20. It says, He's the image of the invisible God the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent, for in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. <clears throat> You see, Christ was the firstborn of all creation. This new world and this new heaven. He has been since the beginning, and nothing is above him. He was with God and with the Holy Spirit when the world was created. None of this was new to him. And God in his fullness, was pleased to dwell in him, in Christ, as a human. He reconciled himself to all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of Jesus. When Paul talks about all things, 
he refers to all believers under Christ. It, it does not apply to unbelievers. Christ was a sacrifice that God made to make peace and reconcile to God. And when Christ died on the cross, he was separated for a moment from his father. And that was a greater pain. That was a greater pain than the pain that he was suffering physically. As a human, it hurt him that he was beaten, that he was that he was being beaten. He was punctured on his hands, on his feet. How many of you have gotten a splinter before? I don't know, but that, that hurts. Now imagine a bigger splinter going into your hands. But that pain is not what was hurting him the most. It was the, the pain from being separated for a moment from his father. That was a greater pain. And he did that because he took the sins of the world. At that moment, all of the sins of the world put it onto him. That's how painful it should be if we are separated from God. Not the physical pain, there is spiritual pain. It's a pain that is it's greater than we can understand. So he cried out to him and said, in Mark 15, 34, it says, at the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with the Lord, with a loud voice and said, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, which translated to God, why have you forsaken me? As he died for all our sins, and all our sins were placed on him, he became the final and complete sacrifice for our sins. And at that moment, he was banished from the presence of God for sin can exist in the presence, in God's presence. His cry speaks of this truth. He endured a separation from God that you and I deserve. Christ was more was just more than just a symbol of endurance. He was the beginning of the new world and new heavens, which we belong. In Isaiah 66, 22, it says, For as the new heavens and the new earth that I make shall remain before me, says the Lord, says Christ, so shall your offspring and your name remain. So it's a generational thing. It's a spiritual generational thing. From the new moon to new moon, from Sabbath to Sabbath, from month to month, from weekend to weekend, all flesh should come to worship before me, declares the Lord. All living things, or all aims, should worship God. 
and they should go out and look at the dead bodies of the men who have rebelled against me, for their worm shall not die. There's so many times in this, in, in, in this um, part of the world that we don't speak about hell or we don't speak of the other world, of this spiritual battle that it goes on. It's a real thing. Be aware. It likes to attack your mind, likes to attack your, your friendships. When there is this, this, this confrontation, when there is things going in your mind that is not from God, but it brings destruction, pray. Pray it against that. That's not from God. Be aware so you can discern that. When those things come to your head, rebuke them in the name of Jesus. Because the enemy wants, does not want you to have a relationship with God. He wants to separate you from God. And that's sin. Sin separates you from God. But you have a bigger father. You have a bigger Lord, a bigger king. That the enemy is nothing to him. It's nothing. It's like a fly. So it's like, boom. Done. You have a father that loves you. He loves us so much that he gave his only son to us. That came from his comfy seat in heaven. <clears throat> came here and, and died for us. He was humiliated. Humiliated in all ways. But yet he never, he never said, you know what, God, they're not worthy. They don't deserve it. I'll go back. I'll go back home. He never once said, no, I don't think they're going to make it. I don't think they can do it. He loves us. So he equipped us. When he left, he equipped us. I mean, it's all right here. You ever wonder what you should do in a situation? Where, which way you should go? You have to make decisions in your life. Always think that now that you're part of this new kingdom, this new world, this new heaven, so you have a new Lord. And that Lord rules your life. You should ask them, ask God, God, what should I do? In everything you do, take his, his guidance. Listen to him. Talk to him. He wants you to talk to him. Right. Just like you reach out to a friend or your mom, your dad, your brother, your sister. So him. Don't look at him as this scary person in heaven that is just judging you, judging everything you do. And he's a scary God. 
God is a righteous God, but he's also a loving God. He wants to have that relationship with you. When you come up to him, he's pleased that you come up to him. In open arms, even when we fall, we're humans. We all fall short. But I think it's, it's important to be in the Word. It's important to be in Christ always, centered in Him. So when you do fall short, you ask for forgiveness. And He forgives you. He does. So as part of the new creation, because of what Christ did on the cross, we are commanded to go out and share the gospel. We are commanded to make disciples. So the time that you have in this world is a time that you're going to use for God. It's how you use your time, basically. You use it to 80% work and 20% God, or is it 80% God, 20% work? As your title in this world, if you're a, a, worship of a, a worshiper of God and you, are, you make disciples, so regardless of what you do for a living, you know, this, this is the question that everybody asks. Oh, what do you do? Well, I'm blah, 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 I'm sinner. No, I, I worship God. I make disciples for a living. <laughs> so don't get me wrong things that we have things that God blesses you with those are good but it's how you use them you use them to advance the kingdom or you just use them to hold them on because things that we have in here on these earthly things any treasures that we keep is just going to go away eventually. But the things, the treasures in heaven, that's not going to go away. So you walk with Christ, you walk with God, that's not going to go away. And as this world is turning upside down, do not fear, because you have a Father that is not going to go away. You have a God that is not going to go away. He's not. See, God knows you. Even though he's far away, even though he's the creator of the universe, he's up in heaven, but yet he's close to you. He knows your troubles. He knows your pain. He knows what you're going through before you ask. There's so many times in my life that I have felt like God was not there with me. I, I remember the time when I had to um, go to Mexico and leave my family because of um, uh, my status. And when, we, when I left, they told me that it could be six months or it could be 10 years right, for me to get uh, legal citizenship. 
And at the time, I, we didn't know. But we wanted to do the right thing, right? And we went forward with the paperwork. I left my family here. I went to Mexico. And uh, all, the, all the paperwork takes place in Ciudad Juarez, which is like the, the capital state, murder, murder state in Mexico. I don't know why they picked that place. but So I got to Ciudad Juarez went to do the paperwork, and um, in Ciudad Juarez, it's, it's really tense. The moment you land on Ciudad Juarez, there's guards everywhere with long rifles and dogs sniffing everywhere, and even if you don't do anything wrong, and I, you're not doing anything wrong, but you do, you do get nervous with all the tense that is going around. Like, what if somebody put something in my bag or, or something? You know, you start getting freaked out. And um, everything went well, went to the consulate, uh, did the paperwork, and then from there, they like, they took your visa and said, we'll call you. Right? So just sit tight. So I went back home, went back to Puebla, and waited, and waited, and call, and call, and there was a website that you could go and check your status. And Christina would go and check every day, two, four times a day, and nothing. And call, and call, and call. Two, three months went by, nothing. And they don't tell you, oh yeah, it's gonna be approved in another month, or another year, or 10 years, whatever. So, we call and, and, and Christina called to the point that they say, you know what, it's gonna, it's gonna take a while. It's gonna take whatever it takes, stop calling, basically. Um, I think it was that, at that point when I felt like God was not there with me. You know, I was in Mexico by myself. My family was here, Alina was very little. Um, and Christina was still working and trying to do all the things. And me there, uh, away from my family, away from my church family. And it hurts. It hurts. Um, and at that point, I cry. I cry like a baby. Say, God, why? Why are you not helping me? Why have I done so wrong that you forget about me? And soon after that, they approved the visa. I don't know. There's so many times in our lives that we calm down on our knees and cried out to him and got answers. when we, 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 we give all of ourselves to God and say, God, take it, take the wheel. I don't know what to do. Help me. Your life, my life is yours. Take it. Do whatever you want with it. Because I can't. I can't do it. And he takes charge. And he says, yes, that's what I wanted to hear. 
and your faith gets stronger. You get strengthened by your faith. In those times that you say, God is real. He is. He's a miracle. He's alive. He hurt me. He hears you all the time. But it takes us to those times when we have to go through to endure, to, to, to strengthen our faith. All right. So I want to pray for you. Dear Heavenly Father, we, we, we thank you, Lord. We thank you for your, Lord, your Son, Jesus, Father. That you gave him to us, Father. That he came here in flesh to take all of our sins, Father, all of our imperfections, Lord. And when he came down from heaven, Father, he had a mission that he had to fulfill, Father. That he will be our Prince of Peace, Father. That he came down and washed away all of our sins, Father. That you made a way for us to have a relationship with you, Lord, that we can speak to you, that we can worship you, that we can hear you, Lord. Father, I ask that as this world is, is, is crazy and there's all these things out there with society, Father, that we thank you that you remain the same. We ask that you guide us, Lord, you guide us through all these. That you give us a spiritual wisdom, Lord, to navigate all this. To love one another, Father. To love one another the way Jesus loves us. To see people with your eyes, Lord, in the way that you see us, Father. We ask that you renew our hearts our minds, Father, that you, you take our lives, Father. You, you tell us what is your will in our lives, Father God. That you give us the strength to do those. In Jesus' name, amen.